The following is a paid presentation of Confluence Business Advisors. Welcome to What's Next. What's Next is recorded live and available across multiple platforms. It's where we talk business, exchange ideas, share tips, and answer your questions. 26 minutes of conversation about small business, entrepreneurship, nonprofits, and economic and community development. Here's your host, Ron Tanner. Welcome to the inaugural broadcast of What's Next. I'm Ron Tanner, your host. Let me tell you a little bit about our program. It's underwritten in part by Quality Buick GMC Cadillac, Shivers Frozen Custard, and the King Law Firm. What's Next is a locally produced small business series of conversations with relevant guests, some you may know and some you may not. This series can be heard live every other Wednesday at 6 p.m. beginning tonight. What's Next provides a variety of perspectives and tips that we hope will inspire us to raise the bar as stewards of and investors in our marketplace. The goal of What's Next is to help us grow our business, our communities, and the quality of lives around us. Regardless of where we live or our occupation, community growth is tied to our contributions as stakeholders. An investment in small business is an investment in community growth and an investment in each of us as stakeholders. What's next is a collaboration by several small businesses whose employees depend on our support. We invite you to participate and tell others to tune in and shop local. The content of this series depends on your questions and comments. Our exchange of ideas begins with Nick Dar, General Manager of WBGZ in Alton, Zeke J. Bush, President of the North Alton Godfrey Business Council, and Patrick King, Practicing Attorney and Founding Member of the King Law Firm. We're going to talk small business ecosystems and their impact on community growth. Before we talk to these gentlemen, let's listen to this. A lot of the younger people are wanting a social response, socially responsible business, one that interacts with the community, gets involved in community events, is, is conscious of the environment and our effect on the environment. So uh, we know they're looking for that, and we, we try to uh, appeal to that. And we just recently changed all our lighting systems out to LEDs because it's uh, more environmentally friendly, use less energy. Uh, we're cautious with what we do with our waste. We recycle as much scrap metal as we possibly can so it gets reused, not just ends up in the landfill. Uh, and then for social events, we try to stay involved in, in organizations like uh, Community Hope Center, which helps uh, needy people in the area, Salvation Army, the Junior Service League. There's many, many organizations we get involved with. Uh, Lewis and Clark Community College, we want to be we want to be part of the community. We want to be an asset to the community, not just a, a service, but we want to be an asset. So we try hard for that. And we look for people who, who like those attributes, want to work for us, and they also get involved along with us and they share the same, uh, same feelings. That was David Stevenson of Quality Buick GMC Cadillac on Homer Adams Parkway in Alton, sharing his thoughts on business and community. 
You can find them online at qualitygmcars.com. Now back to Ron and our guests. Nick Dar, let's start with you. Business and community growth. How important is small business ecosystems to the health of our region and this community? Well, I mean, obviously for us being a, a local radio station whose mission is to serve the community, it's, it's vital. Um, I would say 80-90% of our ad dollars, which is the only way we're on the air and able to bring you good local programming and content, are, all come from locally owned small businesses primarily. Um, so that's, that's one aspect from, from our standpoint. Um, I think the other thing that, that we talk about is um, when small businesses employ uh, local people, they create local jobs and good paying local jobs. Um, they support local charities. Um, where, and that's, that's primarily if you, if you go to a Little League game today and you see names on the back of the jerseys, it's primarily a local business. Um, and, and the people that donate to local charities, local businesses. And we, we are fortunate, I think, to have a really engaged, involved small business community. Um, and, and I think the other side of that coin is, too, that as small business owners, we have to give consumers uh, reasons to do business with us. I, I always say all things being equal, um, I'd much prefer to do business with a local business, but we've got to make sure that they're, that they're equal or even better for the consumers that we're serving. Um, so you have to give them a good compelling reason to do business with you because obviously um, there are reasons that, that people do business outside of their local area, convenience being one, price sometimes being another. So you've got to give them a compelling reason. You've got to compete um, with the, the big box stores or internet companies or things like that. And um, so there, there's two sides of the coin, really, but it's, it's absolutely the, the lifeblood of any thriving community, in my mind, is, is small business. I, uh, I, I love the fact that you led this off because radio stations and media generally, um, they're, the, they're the people that touch almost every small business in town. So your perspective is an important one. Uh, Zeke, I want to uh, I want to direct this uh, next question to you because I think that business and community um, is important as well. But he brought up the term compete, and Patrick, you're going to get a chance to weigh in on this. But the minute somebody says compete, they immediately think about price. And there are many, many other aspects to competition. So how does a community compete? A community of businesses, how do we compete against other communities? We have to have something better than the other communities have. And that very simply in our case is our community is one of giving back and making our communities better. Uh, service after the service after the sale is an important aspect of uh, small business and I think in our case we have many many small businesses which do in fact give back to the community and to the consumer to whom they are selling 
all too often e-commerce is an is a negative in my opinion in terms of ease of shopping uh, pre predominantly from the feminine standpoint of not desiring to go out of the household but rather the, to pick up the phone or to do on cable or whatever the case may be uh, their shopping now e-commerce doesn't pay a thing back to the community in terms of any tax base that we are here uh, to use and to have supported. But it is a small business and those people that are working the small business that effectively sustain and do that. Whether I said initially that uh, we are doing it better than other communities, I happen to feel that we are. Um, we have a group of businesses in our association that believe in that mentality, believe in that philosophy. And daily, uh, they compete. They can't compete with tax situations. Uh, they can't compete with uh, uh, a better product. I don't know that there are better products today. Uh, every product is equal. You may pay one, you pay, may pay more for one than you do the other, but uh, whether it's a better product or not, I'm not sure. So, uh, very giving community, and I don't know in my travels um, that I've found any communities in this metropolitan area that are more giving than what we are. Thank you for that. Uh, it's a great perspective. Uh, Zeke J. Bush is the president of the North Alton Godfrey Business Council, of which Confluence is a member, and find that organization to be as charitable as any that we have encountered. Uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, Pat King, you have uh, a budding law practice, but it's been six years in the making and you're in an extremely competitive environment. Tell us about that. Well, thank you, Ron, first of all, uh, to have me on the show as well as the Big Z for the opportunity to be here, not only for this show, but for my show a little bit later. I would define it in two ways. One's relationships and opportunities. Uh, with a good economy, you have the ability to make relationships. If there's no commerce, if there's no business, if there's no people, you can't make the relationships. Um, in our community, there's a lot of folks uh, that have been here for a long time, and uh, so, so they have a history with the community. But it's also important that new folks move into the area and begin developing new relationships and starting new businesses. The second thing is opportunity. With a good economy, there's opportunity. Um, for me, if there's no clients, there's no cases, I could be the best lawyer in the world, but without having cases, I could never prove that. And I could never serve anybody else. So I believe that a good economy allows for there to be a bridge and a building of relationships, but also providing opportunities to do business as well. Appreciate it. I thought uh, we might take a um, just a moment and do a little... Uh, uh, a little survey, uh, our own SWOT analysis of the uh, region that, that we live and play in and work in. And uh, all of us are trying to make a go 
uh, in one way or another uh, with our companies. And uh, in Zeke's case, he's he's looking out for the interests of all the small businesses um, and and the community. So there there's a big um, what we represent a nice cross section of what I believe is this environment. I wanted to um, take a look at the strengths, weaknesses, the threats, and then let's just rip around the room here and add up, let's find out what the opportunities are that these add up to. So Patrick, I'm gonna start with you. Uh, give us the top strength that you think this market has for small business. I think it's the proximity to St. Louis and the greater St. Louis region that we have the opportunity to connect not only locally with the Mississippi River, but also with uh, the metropolitan St. Louis area that brings power to our region. Nick, what do you think? Uh, to me, it's the it's the character of the, the people that do business in the community. Um, I have been doing business in this community for many years, and the, the high character people that I've dealt with, you, there's too many to count. Um, that that to me is the strength of of our business community is there are so many high character people to work with. Zeke, what do you think? I have to agree with both uh, of the points that have been made. Uh, you know, the, the element of uh, communities coming together I, I think that we're seeing a bit more of that than when we did before. In order to survive, there has to be a partnering in terms of uh, making the ends meet, as the case may be. And I would think that municipalities, school districts, organizations such as our own, even businesses, have to get the element of partnership in their mind. and we have to try to push that element in order to make this community better, to work with St. Louis, uh, to work with the other communities herein. I uh, agree with that. We're gonna take a quick little break and, uh, and before we do that, I want you to listen to this. Become part of the conversation and email us at info at confluenceba.com post questions and comments on our Facebook, or go to confluenceba.com and learn more about who we are and what we do. As I said, customers drive a lot of decisions we make here, almost all of them. And, uh, and we started to stay open year round. And uh, you know, frozen custard tastes the same year round, but you know, it gets cold. And it's understandable that you know, some customers, you know, a little too cold to go out and get you know, colder with a treat. Uh, so one of, really I call it one of their ideas was, you know, it just starts a trickle. Hey, why don't you, why don't you sell coffee and you know, hot chocolate, some hot drinks. Um, and as we start getting more requests, we, you know, we started seriously thinking about it and we didn't want to just do, you know, some hot chocolate and a couple hot drinks. We wanted to do a large quality menu, something that, that kind of goes along the lines of what Shiver is all about, you know, something for everyone. That was Brian Morris, a 27-year-old, locally grown entrepreneur, in an interview with Confluence last fall, discussing how customers drive decision-making at Shivers Frozen Custard in Godfrey. You can find them online at ShiversFrozenCustard.com. 
Now back to Ron and our guests on What's Next. Welcome back to What's Next and our guest, Zeke J. Bush, president of the North Alton Godfrey Business Council, Patrick King, practicing attorney and founding member of the King Law Firm in Alton, and Nick Dar, general manager of this station, WBGZ in Alton, the Big Z. And Nick, do you, uh, you do business with almost everybody in town. Using some of the feedback from uh, our SWOT analysis just now, I, I kind of want to pick that back up. And I wanted to mention just one thing, and then I'm going to hand it to you for a, 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 what you might call a significant weakness. And that is, let me get this headset off. Um, that is the, I think that our community, Alton, is just attractive as it can be. People love to the, to just come here and spend time because we're right on the river. I don't know that Alton really, uh, aside from downtown, I don't know that Alton capitalizes on that and spreads that path to the river all the way out to Homer Adams Parkway as an example. We have a new train station that's gonna that, that's being built and gonna open in a couple of months and uh, they're still wrestling around with transportation um, to and from downtown from from there. I, I find that a little bit um, disturbing but uh, what do you think? The, the weakness. I, I kind of feel planning is, lack of planning is a, is a glaring weakness for us. Uh, I think we can always do things better uh, in a lot of different areas, that planning being one of them. Um, I think sometimes I feel like maybe we have a little bit of an inferiority complex a little bit. Like we need to toot our own horn a little bit more. This is a great community. Yeah. It's a great place to do business. It's a great place to raise a family. And, and we need to celebrate that a little bit more, I think, is is one weakness that I would I would point out. I'm not sure what the answer to that is or exactly how you do that, but um, it's a community that we should be we should be proud of. Maybe maybe we're doing that right here, uh, celebrating. Um, what what do you think we could do a little better, Pat? I think I think we need to have conversations with each other and talk. I think when you actually talk to your friends and talk to your neighbors and talk to people after church or at social settings. And you talk about the local uh, economy, or you share that you had a good experience, for example, at Shivers. You know, you share that you had a good experience there. Then other people are more inclined to shop local, to stay local. So I think it's more about having a conversation and sharing your good experiences, not just your bad, but your good experiences as well. Zeke, what do you think about that? You've got any um, improvements that we could make as a business endeavor? Uh, we can tout tourism certainly more than what we have, and certainly the Tourism Bureau has done a great job, but we have one of the most attractive drives in the entire country up and down the river road from here to Marquette Park. And I know as um, having lived here for a number of years, I just take it as a common part of my everyday life, and people don't realize that there is... Um, very little of that kind of beauty in our country, and we have it at our doorstep. Everybody else should be made aware of that same opportunity that we have. Historically, we are probably uh, one of the
of the finer places uh, of historical significance in the state of Illinois. So to sell those attributes with what we now have coming on board with the train at our doorstep, the, the railroad station, um, I think it, it makes a great deal of sense that uh, we have something that no one else has, and we have to toot our horn. I think Nick made the, the valid point. Let's toot our horn about what we have. Let's talk about those fine assets, the people, the tourism, the community itself, the school district, uh, all are very positive attributes of the area. Before I follow up on that point with you about Benjamin Godfrey, and Jordan, don't let me forget to do that, okay? Uh, at, at two minutes, I want to I wanna go back to Benjamin Godfrey. But um, what do you think the real opportunity is for us, Patrick? I think the opportunity that, that we've discussed here in this roundtable is to, number one, recognize our strengths, play on our strengths, uh, realize that, that we have a lot of resources here at our, at our disposal. So we have great college system here. We have a great school district here. We have the river. We're close to St. Louis. We have beautiful homes. So I think if we if we have that discussion and we're able to uh, advertise and market it, I think there's a lot of opportunity for growth here in our community. Appreciate that. Nick, you want to weigh in? Uh, sure. I mean, as the, the general manager of the station, I, I'm, I'm excited about the opportunity every day. I mean, I'm excited to come to work. This used to be a town where you got out of high school and you went to work at one of the many factories in town, and that's just that's not the case anymore. We know that. Um, so I really feel like we talked a little bit about it, but the lifeblood of this community is going to be small business, um, and as somebody that that thrives on helping small businesses, that's an exciting opportunity to to come to work and be able to help those those people every day succeed. Um, it's not easy being a small business owner or running a small business. Um, it's, it's challenging. Um, but the opportunity to, for us to be an ally for them, um, to help them get the word out about their business and, and toot their own horn is, is an exciting opportunity for us every day that, that we're excited about. Um, so I think the, I can't wait to, to see what you know this community looks like in five years, ten years, and um, you know I can't wait to, to be the general manager of the radio station for hopefully the next 25, 30 years. So. I can tell you that uh, if you keep thinking and acting the way that you have been and the way you've demonstrated to us that you're willing to, to look beyond the uh, box, so to speak, that we all seem to find ourselves in. Um, I, I think you've, the, this radio station has a lot to look forward to. Uh, I want to take just a minute and talk about uh, a project that Confluence has gotten involved in and uh, with Zeke and the North Alton Godfrey Business Council, and that is the Benjamin Godfrey Legacy Trail. Why don't you tell us just uh, real quick, uh, Zeke, what what that project's all about and how many business people are behind that? Uh, Benjamin Godfrey uh, lived in this area from 1832 to 1867. 
obviously he must have had the same conversations with his associates as we are having tonight. Uh, and from that, his vision, his entrepreneurship, his leadership was uh, what drove these communities in, in that particular area. He, he was an educator, he was a church man, uh, he was a family man, and beyond everything, I think he had a feeling of giving back to the community. And that was his success. He was a millionaire, uh, he was a pauper, he was bankrupt, and he was on top of the world. Uh, our project has chosen to recognize him and set him certainly not on a pedestal, but in the historical realm of what history there is in Alton and Godfrey. And we've done that through um, recognizing eight different sites where he was involved, uh, the principal one being the college, uh, which is now Lewis and Clark College, uh, St. Paul's Church, which is a church that he founded in 1833. A half a block from where we where sit. Where we sit still exists today. The Godfrey Chapel, the second church that he founded, or that he was instrumental in finding, which sits and resides on the campus of Lewis and Clark College, uh, the railroad community. Um, he founded the railroad from here to Springfield and on to, to Chicago. Still exists today. So our project very simply is to recognize that vision that he had in driving each of the communities. And that's what we are about. Well, that, that project is exciting and um, uh, we are part of that doing video work, and I'm going to just take a moment as we go into our last break, and uh, I, I want to remind you that we're recording, uh, video recording this this uh, broadcast, and we will be doing that for each of the six broadcasts that we have scheduled at this time, and they'll be available online tomorrow about 24 hours from now. Uh, on confluenceba.com, and I believe the radio station, Alton Daily News, is going to have it available, and I believe that Patrick King's uh, law firm is going to have it available at uh, kinglawfirmllc.com. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. So with that, um, I'm going to thank Jordan Myers, our newest uh, member of the Confluence team and the associate producer uh, we've been trying to work out a few kinks in our first broadcast, but it's going okay, I think. And um, I also want to remind you that our next broadcast is the 21st of June, and we're going to feature a couple of guests. But right now we have scheduled Heinz Peter Jr., the new owner of Lock Haven Country Club or Golf Club, and uh, we're going to talk about what it was like for a 27, no, 29-year-old young man to get involved in a business like that. So we're excited. Uh, uh, now I'd like to uh, have you listen to this. Well, it is certainly a hard decision sometimes for people to make, um, to make that initial step to go see uh, an attorney and go see a law firm. We, t we take a particular interest in helping 
the clients that come to our office um, in any way that we can in helping them with their problems and getting them solutions, uh, realistic solutions, and connecting with them on a professional and um, attorney-client relationship level. We're, we're hopeful that the values that we have in our relationship at home are the same values we have at the office. So although we're professionals and we have a certain level of formality, we also hope when people walk in that they feel that they're comfortable. This is not a corporate setting. We represent only people and individuals. They're welcome to be there. They don't have to be, we don't expect people showing up in suits and ties. We expect people to come in as they are and they get the same thing from us. Pat and I work really well as a team at home. We work really well as a team at, at the firm and we like to express that to people that they get a really good duo of attorneys um, handling their issues. That's Stephanie and Patrick King in an interview with Ron late last year discussing how they do business at the King Law Firm. Stick around for another new program, Today's Law with Patrick King, coming up next. This program is underwritten in part by Quality Buick GMC Cadillac, Shivers Frozen Custard, and the King Law Firm. Now meet the Confluence team who put together What's Next. Thanks for joining us. Andrew Dobson, Graphic Design. Jordan Myers, Associate Producer. Lauren Waters, Project Management. Rick Vaughn, video producer.